विष्णुपदा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदास्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषाशून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु श्रीअद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद नमो महावदन्या कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदाते कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्य नाने गौरकृषे नम नमो ब्रह्मण्यदेवाय गोब्राह्मणहिताय जगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते सप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी विषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि कल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम अज्ञानतिमिरांद्य ज्ञानंजन शलाकया चक्षुर्मिलन तस्म श्रीगुरव नमः ऑल राइट हरे कृष्णा एवरी वन वेलकम टू session number 7 and uh, we have been uh, discussing all the wonderful shlokas in chapter 1 we have already completed uh, 27 shlokas so today let's begin with the 28th shloka and here in this 28th shloka the focus is back on arjuna and arjuna is ready to speak and he is speaking something very interesting now Please repeat after me, line after line. Arjuna Huvacha, 
ಋಷ್ವೇಮಂ ಸ್ವಜನ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಜುಯುತ್ಸುಪಸ್ಥಿತ ಸೀರಂತಿ ಮಮ ಗಾತ್ರಿ ಫೈಟಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ I feel the limbs of my body quivering and my mouth drying up. Yes, thank you so much. So, a very interesting uh, shift in Arjuna's consciousness. Just previously in the last session, we discussed that how in shloka number 23 arjuna called all the opponents as durbuddhe he called them that oh my god that these people are all durbuddhe they are all very cunning people but now in this shloka the same arjuna is saying that swajanam he said swa so means mind janam they are all my relatives so durbuddhe has now become swajanam you see the shift now it's very interesting so what is happening now with arjuna is arjuna is identifying with all these different people looking at these different relatives here as swajanam so this is called misidentification So what is Arjuna doing now he has actually misidentified we will understand this how see what has happened is he has seen these people that means he has visualized all these different people different relatives on the battlefield so this is called pratyaksha pratyaksha seeing now over reliance on seeing actually create bondage when we see something it becomes the cause of bondage pratyaksha just the sense perception pratyaksha means only sense perception so when you understand certain things only through sense perception it actually leads to bondage but where a shabda when you hear the transcendental knowledge shabda can break the bondage so pratyaksha sense observation sense uh, no acquiring knowledge through the senses can actually create bondage but whereas shabda that transcendental knowledge acquiring knowledge through shabda pramana can liberate us so that is very interesting here so what has happened after seeing arjuna is remembering all the different types of attachments now he is now remembering all that he has done with these beautiful people all his relatives so that is all being invoked in his consciousness so what happens here 
when we develop attachment attachment actually stops us from doing our duty so since arjuna now has developed this attachment is remembering his attachment with different relatives what is happening is he is now unable to focus on his duty duty as a kshatriya kshatriya kshat means hurt pain triya or traya means one who gives relief from pain one who gives relief from hurt is called kshatriya so the kshatriya dharma means one who reestablishes dharma one who actually takes away the pain of others now what are the others doing kauravas they are actually creating lot of disturbance in the society by actually following adharma so arjuna as a kshatriya is supposed to uproot all this adharma by doing his duty but now instead of doing his duty kshatriya dharma he is now trying to escape so that is because of attachment and that happens with us also you see in our life also what happens is when we get attached when we get attached to something that causes a lot of depression for example let me tell you you take a new gadget a new mobile phone and you have invested a lot of money in that and you have taken a fantastic brand new mobile and then you start using it you start getting so many different features and you are investing your time also now with connecting with different people you are able to do your business you are able to connect with so many things so what's happening is while you are engaging with this new gadget gradually over a period of 6 months or so you have developed attachment it is a very subtle attachment but it develops gradually and then this attachment is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger the more you use that gadget the more and more stronger that bondage is becoming between you and the mobile it's a very subtle thing so now after 6 months just imagine that mobile is lost or it breaks then what happens to us it causes lot of disturbance it actually creates kind of a depression within us we become very uh, depressed and it, it gives us pain why because attachment that's exactly what is happening to arjuna here now arjuna is seeing that oh my god they are all my relatives my relatives when he says my relatives all the relatives are actually connected to this physical body as long as this body is there we are going to identify with this external world oh they are all mine they are my family members they are actually attached to this body because i am thinking that i am this physical body and anything connected to this physical body is mine mama and mamakara mama means it's mine i am this body and then all that belongs to this body is mine so arjuna is thinking it in that way many people also be think oh this is my family why because they are connected to this physical body and then sometimes some people they also expand this idea this concept of mamakara how who oh, this is not my family oh this is my uh, community oh, i am a maratha i am a kshatriya i am a punjabi i am a this and that so what happening here i am relating myself identifying myself with the community this this is expanded false ego and some people identify with the country 
it is even more expanded oh this is my nation anybody belonging to this particular tract of land india are all mine and anybody else other than india they are not mine so this is all attachment false identification anybody born in china they are not they are not mine they do not belong to me they are not sojanam they are they are not my my jana they are not belonging to my body so i have no connection with them i have no attachment with them but whereas when i start identifying people with respect to this body it's all swadhanam oh they are all my people so this is what and what's happening now swadhana yuyutsum samupasthitam all of these relatives have come here to fight with me they yuyutsum they have come and assembled to fight with me and seeing all this what's happening to me sidanti mamagatrani sidanti so very beautifully it is said here his body is quivering he is now shivering due to the physical symptoms of stress so these are very dangerous now so sidanti his mouth is bukamcha parishishyat what's happening is his mouth is drying up so these are the physical symptoms of stress so this is exactly what is happening now very 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 wonderful so uh, i have a question here from h2o this is uh, the first chapter of the bhagavad gita h2o and i am discussing a very interesting uh, discussion here they are having wonderful discussion you just keep listening i'm sure you will get a lot of insights here it will be really nice so in this particular we can understand that this shloka arjuna is displaying his compassion the first reason what arjuna is giving to not fight the reason is compassion he is overcome he is overfilled his heart is filled with compassion and this is because there is illusion in his heart right now misidentification we will go and touch this very important of misidentification in the second chapter because there we will understand what is this mis- misidentification what am i talking about body what is this soul what is what is this misidentification so actually the knowledge begins when we understand that i am not this body the beginning of the knowledge is to know that i am not this body that is what was taught in the vedic times also in the olden days when children used to go to the gurukula they were not taught twinkle twinkle little star or baba black shape no they were first thought you are not this body you are this spirit soul that was the first lesson given to the children in the olden days but today it's all gone and that's why we cannot relate that's why people are not able to become happy because they don't know their true identity as long as you don't know what is your true identity how can you be happy many people want to be happy in fact everybody wants to be happy but then they have no clue what is their true identity many people 25 years 30 years 50 years they don't know who you who they are you ask them simple question who are you and they will be lost they cannot answer this simple question when you ask them simple thing who are you they will be unable to answer they will tell i am an indian i am a man i am a professional and so many things but this one thing that i am a spirit soul is not there in the consciousness and as long as we don't identify our true identity we will be unhappy and that's exactly what's happening to arjuna here so let us understand how arjuna is going to further display his physical symptoms and now from physical symptoms 
of stress, he is also going to display some mental symptoms. So let's discuss that in the next uh, shloka. Vepatushya sharire me Romaharshashya jayate Gandivam shamsate hasta Swakchayva paridhayate Wonderful. Let's do that once again. Vepatushya sharire me Romaharshya jayate Gandivam shamsate hasta Tvakchaiva paridhayate Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. My whole body is trembling and my hair is standing on the end. My bow Gandiva is slipping from my hand. And my skin is burning. Ah, so you see now, very interesting. Thank you, Hinaji. Sure. sharire me. What is happening now? Vepatush, trembling of the body. His body is now beginning to tremble. Romahashashya jayate. Sometimes our uh, hair on the body, they also stand up. When, when Romachana, Romanchana they say, Romanchana. When does that Romanchana happen? When we are in blissful situation, when sometimes we become very joyous, when we become very blissful, the body hair stand up. That is called Romanchana. You really are in bliss. And sometimes, there is material bliss also, or material reason for our hair to stand up and that is out of fear. That's exactly what is happening to Arjuna right now and that is his hair on the body is standing. Roma Harshastu Gandhi Vamsamsate Hatsa So Gandhiva is the bow that was gifted to him by Varuna, the water god. So Arjuna had received this, we have discussed this in the previous session also, that this Gandhiva is not an ordinary Oh, and along with Gandhiva, he also had that uh, quiver, two quivers, which were having the capacity to produce unlimited arrows. So Gandhi was there and he was having those two quivers. This Arjuna is now saying that Gandhivam Shamsate Hasta, it is slipping from his hand. So this Gandhiva is not an ordinary bow. Just now, you know, sometimes we also, we win medals and trophies and we display them at our home. Very interesting, you know, we have won so many medals and trophies. So similarly for Arjuna, 
He also has one lot of medals and trophies. And what are those? Pashupatastra, the Brahmastra, and also Gandiva, and many such weapons, Astra and Shastra, that are all different. Astras and Shastras, these are the medals that he had acquired all throughout his life. So this Arjuna had actually got this from Varuna, but you should know this Gandiva was previously used by Brahma also. Even Shiva has used this Gandiva. And that wonderful bow is now in the hands of Arjuna, which is slipping away from his hands. Arjuna had taken a vow. Very interesting. Arjuna had taken a vow that anybody who insults me, anybody who insults me to keep my bow down, anybody tells me to keep my bow Gandiva down, I will kill that person. That was the vow that he had taken. So on the 17th day of the battlefield, it so happened that there was a very Valiant fight between Karuna and Yudhishthira. And Karuna was fighting ferociously and he was releasing arrows like anything. And then Yudhishthira was actually injured. And actually Yudhishthira had to go back to his uh, tent. And uh, to again reframe himself, he had to go back. So this news was received by Arjuna, he was fighting, but he got to know my elder brother Yudhishthira. He is hurt and he's gone back. I need to check what has happened. So out of concern for his elder brother, Arjuna and Krishna, both of them on the chariot, they go back to the tent to see what has happened to Yudhishthira. And moment Arjuna and Krishna enter with the chariot, Yudhishthira smiles at uh, Arjuna and says, Arjuna, I'm sure you must have defeated Karana and because of that you have come here to give this news to me. Arjuna said, no brother, I have come here just to check upon you. I just wanted to see if you're alright. And that's it. Yudhishthira was so angry at Arjuna. He said, how covered you are. You should have fought with Karna and defeated him. Instead, you have come here leaving the battlefield to check if I am alright or no. You could have actually given me more pleasure if you had fought there with Karna and you have come here to just check me. This is not good Arjuna. What is the use of you being such a great warrior and having this wonderful bow Gandiva with you? There is no use. Just give up that Gandiva. This is what Arjuna says. That's it. Arjuna hears this humiliating words from Yudhishthira and he cannot tolerate now. He says, my brother, I am not going to leave you. I will kill you. Can you imagine? Arjuna is saying that he will kill his own brother. And immediately Krishna had to intervene and says, Hey Arjuna, he's your brother. Why do you want to kill your brother, own brother? Then Arjuna said, I have taken a vow that I am going to kill anybody who tells me to keep this bow, my Gandiva bow down. And my brother has told I am going to kill him now. Then Arjuna says, uh, Krishna said, no, 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 you cannot kill your brother, but your brother is a very honorable man. And for a person with honor, dishonor is as good as death. So for a person who is a very honorable person, if you dishonor him, 
it is as good as death so krishna tells arjuna arjuna you humiliate speak ill words about yudhishthira you insult yudhishthira and that is good enough that is as good as killing yudhishthira and then arjuna goes on to tell oh my brother that great wonderful uh, not wonderful activity it's such a bad gambling match you did you sold off all your brothers including your wife all oh, this is very bad and he went on to blaspheme yudhishthira left and right and yudhishthira you know he put his head down and he was quiet and after speaking all the ill words against his own brother yudhishthira arjuna was now further disappointed she came back to sanju who oh, krishna what did i do i spoke ill against my own wonderful brother dharmaraja he started feeling guilty about his own actions and his words he said i cannot live like this after blaspheming my brother i should kill myself and arjuna is now ready to kill himself he want to commit suicide and then arjuna krishna had to intervene again wait 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 arjuna you don't have to kill yourself if you want to rectify your mistake of blaspheming your brother what you should do is the best thing is you self glorify yourself you glorify yourself praise yourself and when you praise yourself that is as good as committing suicide so what i am trying to tell here is in fact krishna is telling to all of us is anybody who is glorifying himself anybody who is always praising himself he sure to decrease his life span people who glorify themselves always they are boasting about themselves actually by doing so they reduce their life span they come closer to death very quickly this is very interesting to know that is why as practicing devotees as aspiring devotees we should not self glorify we should always remain humble okay so this was the point again i just wanted to tell this because how important this gandiva bow was to arjuna very very special bow and that is slipping from his hand a warrior like arjuna who is extremely powerful a kshatriya is now overcome by this stressful situation and his gandiva is slipping from his hand just like sometimes in movies also we see or in some tv serial we see you know a woman is carrying a plate full of uh, you know some puja items or some food items and suddenly she gets a call oh your husband is met with an accident and uh, he is admitted in the hospital so what happens immediately the woman will drop the telephone she will drop the whole plate of the uh, fruits and food and all that thing drops thak so exactly like that is happening to arjuna why because overpowered by emotion when we are attached to a person and when we are overpowered by such emotions our body will not cooperate and that's exactly what is happening sometimes it happens to students also and we must have also experienced this when we are overpowered students when they are exam when they are writing exam the pen will start slipping from the hand <laughs> because of the anxiety oh what will happen will i pass will i fail the pen is slipping from the hand why because overpowered emotion so my question to all of you now stress is good or bad 
my question to all of you is stress good or bad you can either unmute yourself or you can uh, mention that in the comment section so stress is it good or bad and now we can see that how arjuna is actually displaying stress so we know chandan is saying in a in a limited way it is good okay good any other answers anybody achitan singh stress is not good <laughs> okay lasya ji deepal ma'am anybody else dev chandan what do you think stress is good or bad so let us understand so deepal ingrid is saying absolutely no lasya is also saying no So they can be saying when you use it in a positive manner, it is good. <laughs> okay. So what happens is generally stress is like take an example of a guitar. In a guitar, there are those strings. I think about six strings are there in a guitar. If the strings of the guitar are too loose. then it will not produce any music it will be unable to produce any music if the strings are too loose and if the strings are too tight of the guitar and you try to play there is every possibility that the strings may break so too much of stress is not good and too less of a stress is not good and that is why the musicians what they do they tune the strings in such a way they put they give appropriate stress to the string then it will create a very melodious sound so in our life also it is important to have some amount of stress it's important if there is no stress absolutely no stress we will become lazy and if there is too much of stress in our life then we will become crazy so we should not be lazy neither we should become crazy we should have a equipoise state of maintaining and balancing the stress level in our life in fact sometimes stress will also give us ability to be very productive it's very important there are some people some students also who can do better when they are under stress so stress is definitely required but to a right proportion so here arjuna in one way he is displaying his stress that is good but since this stress is not allowing him to do his duty that is not good so that is not good pakchaiva paridhayate very interestingly if you read uh, the prabhupad purport i am going to share the bhagavad gita link also the soft copy of bhagavad gita with all of you you can please read that in the previous purport explanation prabhupad is saying that arjuna is a very compassionate person he has lot of compassion within his heart and that is very good prabhupad is saying all these things are very good being compassionate is very nice but in the purport of the 29th shloka prabhupad is saying such weakness is because of the material conception so it looks like contradictory 
this uh, this this whole thing oh earlier it is compassionate but now in this shloka it is because of material conception it may seem that it is contradictory actually arjuna is compassionate but arjuna is compassionate but he is ignorant so arjuna is a combination of a good person with ignorance he is a good ignorant person so many times people are good but they are ignorant why ignorant because arjuna is showing compassion to something which is related to the body which is temporary his compassion is there but his compassion is misplaced on the bodily relationship and that is why it's ignorance and krishna in the second chapter is going to explain this to arjuna स्टेट <laughs> very very important and that is why we should also know that any time when we have some knowledge we gain knowledge through sensual perception we should not take that as all in all it is not good it is not good we should always go forward and try to clarify and understand the situation better you see in the case of ramayana there was this kekai kekai the step mother of lord rama she heard from mantra and after hearing from mantra her mind got polluted she did not seek clarification she did not go and consult the dasharatha or anybody else just by listening to mantra mantra she took her own decision being influenced by mantra similarly here arjuna is also seeing his relatives by having that sensual perception he is now got into certain type of perception about his attachments material attachments but that will get clarified because he is consulting with lord krishna in our life also when we have some difficulties when we are confused it is very important that we go and consult with a person who can clarify some doubts and situations never come to any conclusions just because you have had some sensual perception never come to any conclusion by that it's not good many relationships also get distorted because of this sensual perception direct perception we should seek clarification extremely important very very important So here in this 29th sloka, we have seen that how now there is the mental stress. This is called psychosomatic effect. You know what is psychosomatic effect? Psychosomatic effect is that effect on the body, an unwanted effect on the body, which is caused because of mental stress. Many times, especially people in business, when they lose. lot of many money all of a sudden they become bankrupt it causes so much of stress and anxiety that their body becomes paralyzed 
completely paralyzed. And uh, after the demonetization that happened in India, many people, <laughs> they got a psychosomatic effect. They have experienced this psychosomatic effect because all of a sudden, overnight, they lost so much of money and that gave so much of anxiety to them and the effect of the mind was seen very much visible on the body. They became stressful. So that is exactly what is happening to Arjuna here. The psychosomatic effect is being displayed very nicely by Arjuna here. Actually, he's representing all of us. Okay, so Achyutan is saying, Prabhu, different people respond to the same stress differently or the same situations differently. Yes, that is true. It depends on where you focus. Where is your focus? For example, since you asked me question, suppose you like uh, paneer butter masala and uh, it's very tasty. But suppose, if the salt is too much in paneer butter masala, your whole attention is now on the salt. Oh my god, there is so much of salt here, so much of salt. You will not relish. If the salt is too less, again your focus will be, oh, the salt is too less, salt is too less. Your focus is not on the taste. But when the salt is just right, when the salt is just right, your focus is not on the salt, your focus is on the dish, the taste. So similarly, stress also is like salt. When we have salt in a proper proportion, stress in our life in a proper proportion, then we can utilize the stress properly in our benefit. Our focus should be, our focus will not be on the problem, our focus will be on the solution. So there is a proper amount of stress required to be productive and yes, different people respond to different uh, stressful situations in a different way. That's why this Bhagavad Gita, the knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita will give us this clarity on how we can become free from all these stressful situations. And that's going to happen to Arjuna also. If you want to become happy, if you want to become stressful, stressless, then you need to gain this knowledge. Extremely important. Very, very important. Arjuna is the best psychiatric patient and Krishna is the best psychologist in the world. In fact, the first psychological class was given by Krishna only on the battlefield of Kurukshetra to Arjuna. He is the fantastic psychiatrist. Krishna, no one can, nobody can be like Krishna. So let's go to the next verse and let's see what uh, uh, more uh, Arjuna is going to display here. There is so much to cover today. So very interesting. Let's go to the next one. So we have covered this 29th sloka. We go, go to the 30th sloka. Nacha shaknomi avastatum Brahmatiwachame manaha Nimittani Japashyami Viparitani Keshava Let's do that once again. Natashaknomi Avastatum Nimittani 
ब्रह्मतीवाच मे मन विपरीता ट्रांसलेशन आई एम नाउ अनेबल टू स्टैंड हियर एनी लॉन्गर आई एम फगेटिंग माइ सेल्फ and my mind is reeling i foresee only evil o killer of the kechi demon okay thank you so much so natya shaknomi avastha tu i am unable to stand here It's becoming very difficult for me because Brahmati ve chama manaha my mind is reeling. Nimitta ni tapasyami, viparita ni keshava. So what's happening here? Nimitta ni, nimitta ni means has multiple meanings. Ashu, I'll take your call very soon. After this uh, end, I will definitely take your call. Until then, please keep listening. I'll definitely take your call. So, nimittani has multiple meanings. Here, nimittani means purpose. Nimittani in the later part of the Bhagavad Gita, we will see nimitta also means instrument. Krishna, Arjuna is saying to Krishna that. I am going to nimitta matra bhava sabke saachin. I am going to act like an instrument in your hands, Krishna. So there he refers nimitta refers to an instrument. Nimitta also means omen. There is a science of omenology. What are omens? For example, this is called nimitta shastra, nimitta gnana. It is called. This is a very subtle science. many people think that this is uh, some kind of uh, superstitious and all that but no there are certain symptoms in the world symptoms in the environment which predict certain events that will happen that are about to come into your life for example when duryodhana was born there were so many nimittas the wolves were crying there was thunder and the donkey was praying the wolf was praying so all these are nimittas these are all different symptoms similarly sometimes we see you know that there is uh, you know there is twitching in the left eye there is twitching in the right eye sometimes we see there is some types of uh, trembling in our hand in our palm so these are all some nimittas they are indicating something this is a very subtle sign which is been lost today unfortunately many people don't understand it but this is also a very beautiful sign so the whole this uh, what we see as a universe universe is actually a coherent whole when i say it's it's all interconnected the whole universe is actually interconnected there is something called as brahmanda there is something called as pindanda brahmanda is external universe and pindanda is the universe within us Whatever you see in the external Brahmanda is also within our 
self also is called pindan right so these lines we will touch upon this as we go forward so this universe is a coherent whole so cosmological topological ecological physiological symptoms they all come together to release our karma to us they are all interconnected so we will discuss all these factors as we go forward so nimittani very saying i don't see any good purpose in fighting this war lapashyami so pashyami means to see i don't see any good here so here pashyami to see means it's not in the literal sense it is in a figurative sense what do i mean by figurative sense it's like when i am sharing something with all of you now you are actually seeing what i am sharing you are using your intelligence and you are trying to see all that i am sharing using your intelligence so this is called figurative seeing you are trying to understand so that trying to understand is also called pashyami so here arjuna is pashyami i am seeing that there is no good thing that is going to come about by fighting this war oh my dear keshava 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 means the killer of the demon called keshi why is he using this word keshava here he saying oh krishna just like you killed that demon keshi you destroy you kill my illusion in my heart that is what arjuna is trying to convey here i am unable to stand here anymore please kill the illusion destroy the illusion in my heart that is what is trying to be told by arjuna here wonderful so let's go to the next section here before uh, we go to the next uh, 31st word it's very interesting here nachashreyo nu pashyami hatva swajanamahave nakamche vijayam krishna नचराज्यम सुखानि च वंडरफुल वेरी नाइस लेट्स डू दिस वंस अगेन नचश्रेयो नु पश्यामी हत्वा स्वजनमाहवे नकांखे विजयम कृष्णा नचराज्यम सुखानि च ओके प्लीज रिपीट द ट्रांसलेशन आई डू नॉट सी हाउ एनी गुड कैन कम फ्रॉम किलिंग माय ओन किंसमैन इन दिस बैटल नॉर कैन आई माय डियर कृष्णा desire any subsequent victory kingdom or happiness very interesting thank you so much so here in the previous 28 shloka in the 29th and 30th shloka arjuna gave the reason not to fight and that was compassion and here in this shloka Arjuna is giving another reason, and that is enjoyment. He is telling, "How can I enjoy if I kill all these relatives, my kinsmen?" Very interesting point here. 
there is a very tempting uh, cricket match that is going on she wants to go and watch it's very tempting but no 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 i do not have to do this i don't have to see this because i have to study now it's important so he goes and studies and he sacrifices that watching of cricket match so this will ultimately bring him shreyas he is giving up the instant temporary pleasure for something higher higher pleasure so we should also in our life should not seek for prayers but we should seek for shreyas so that is what arjuna is saying here i don't see any shreya higher i don't see any happiness in the future so why should i simply fight here with all these people when i am not going to enjoy so this is very interesting how can i enjoy so pleasure and happiness comes from relationships not by the object itself so this is very interesting point so this is the second reason what arjuna is putting forward first is compassion second is enjoyment how can i enjoy please make notes of all this because uh, after completing the first chapter we are going to have a quiz for all of you i am going to have a quiz session for all of you so <clears throat> let's go to the next words now very interesting and by the way i think this is the only words where uh, krishna is referred as krishna krishna this word is very intimate this name krishna is very intimate many other places krishna is referred as janardana keshava madhusudana many many other names but here in this shloka very intimately arjuna is saying krishna he is calling out krishna's name krishna is the very intimate name of the lord okay so let's go to the next word and uh, the next words is that is 32 33 34 and 35 are all combined together because they have some logical connection between them and that is why prabhupada has nicely connected all these four shlokas together so i see that there is vinod chandan ji vinod ji please come and chant the 32nd shloka and achyutan ji can come and chant the 33rd shloka kimno rajena govinda kimboge jeevitena va eshamarte kaankitam no राज्यम भोगा सुखाचीवितेनवामर्ते का नो राज्यम भोगा थैंक यू विनोद जी अच्युतन जी प्लीज कम एंड चैन द नेक्स्ट वन थर्टी थर्ड श्लोक तईमे वस्तिता युद्धे ओके सॉरी सॉरी प्राण त्यक्वाधना चार 
आचार्य पितर पुत्र आचार्य पितर पुत्र पौत्र ज्ञातोपी मधुसूदनाशुर देवचंदन मैम यू कैन प्लीज कम ऑनलाइन अच्युतन जी कैन अनम्यूट योर सेल्फ You can mute yourself. Please repeat after me the thirty-fifth sloka. Api trilokya rajasya, he to ho kimnu mahi krite, nihatya dhatarastrana. का प्रीति सैचनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजनाजन
Oh Madhusudana, when teachers, fathers, sons, grandfathers, maternal uncles, father-in-laws, grandsons, brother-in-law and all relatives are ready to give up their life and properties and are standing before me then why should I kill, wish to kill them though I may survive O maintainer of all creatures I am not prepared to fight with them even in exchange for the three worlds let alone this earth so very emotionally Arjuna is speaking here and very nicely is taking the different names of Krishna he is saying Kimno Rajena Govinda Govinda, Vinda, Vinda means pleasure. Govinda means one who gives pleasure to the senses. So Go means also cow. That's why you know we say Go Raksha, Go Dhan. Go also refers to cows. Go also refers to our five senses, Indriya. They are also called as Go. Govinda means one who gives pleasure to the cows. One who gives pleasure to our own senses is called Govinda. So why Arjuna is taking his name as Govinda here? Because, O oh Krishna, if by fighting all these I am going to lose my sensual pleasure, please give me pleasure, O oh Govinda. Somehow help me in getting my sensual pleasure. That is what Arjuna is asking here. That's why he is calling Govinda. Kim no Rajena Govinda. Kim Why should I survive? By how do I enjoy? Just to enjoy bhoga, to enjoy this kingdom. No, I don't want to live. I don't want happiness now. See, he's saying I don't even want happiness. Arjuna is saying, Esham Kamsitam no. I don't want Raja. I don't want to enjoy any of these things. No kingdom. Vivasta. All these relatives are already been mentioned in the previous slokas also. Only one relative is not mentioned and that is Shalaha. Shalaha means brother-in-law. In Hindi also they Shala, Shala means brother-in-law. So Shalaha means brother-in-law. So who are the brother-in-law here? Jayadrata is the brother-in-law who is the husband of Dushala. Dushala is the only daughter of Dhritarashtra. Only daughter, only sister of all the Kauravas. So, uh, brother-in-law is there, Jayadrata. Even Drishtajumna uh, is there, the brother of Draupadi. So, Shalaha Sambandhin Sambandhinastataha. How can I enjoy, O Madhusudana, by killing all these people? Madhusudana, very interesting. Krishna is also called Madhusudana because he killed the demon called Madhusudana. So Arjuna is saying, see it's very easy to kill demons. 
Krishna, you killed a demon because he was creating a lot of havoc and disturbance in the society. But uh, how can I kill my relatives? You have not killed your relatives. Have you killed your brother? Have you killed your own parents? Have you killed your grandfather Krishna Madhusudana? But I am here ready to kill all my relatives and that is not good. You may not have killed but I am killing. So that's why I am in this particular situation. So my situation is different from yours. He is telling Madhusudana. <laughs> so that is why he is telling here Madhusudana. And then very nicely he is saying Apitrai Lokya Rajasya. This is very interesting point here. All of you please listen attentively. Trilokya. This whole material new earth, Brahmanda, is divided into three sections. There are heavenly planets, there are earthly planets, and then there are lower planets, the hellish planets. So these are called the 14 planetary systems. 14 planetary systems comprise this whole universe. If some of you have heard Purusha Shukta, Purusha Shukta Mantra, which is very nicely said there. Pado Sabishva Bhutani, Tripadatyam Divi, Padoho. This whole creation is one fourth is the material universe or the material world. The material creation is one fourth of the total. And the three fourth is the spiritual kingdom. The whole creation, if you see, Srimad Bhagavatam explains. One fourth is the material creation, and three fourth of the total creation is spiritual. You can imagine how many living entities are there. In this planet itself, we are seeing plants and trees and insects and aquatics and beasts and all so many different varieties, and so many living entities are there. So many living entities. Now, all this is just one fourth. One fourth of the total creation. Trilokya. So what are these Trilokya? Let us understand. If you are making notes, it will be very nice. So the top seven planetary systems and there are lower seven planetary systems. So the topmost in this whole Brahmanda, the topmost planetary system is called Satya Loka or Brahma Loka. It is the planet of Brahma. Satya Loka. And below Satya Loka is Tapaloka. And this is where lot of Tapasvis reside. Tapaloka. Below Tapaloka there is Janaloka. Here also a lot of great Rishis and Munis they reside here in Janaloka. Below Janaloka there is something called as Maharloka. So after Maharloka there is Swarloka. It is also called as Swargaloka. We generally here think that Swargaloka is only uh, the topmost in this material universe. No. Swargaloka is just one of the planetary systems where Indra resides. So that is called Swargaloka. And before, below Swargaloka, there is something called as Bhuvarloka, which is also called as Pitraloka, where our ancestors they stay. So that is called Pitraloka or Bhuvarloka. And then below Bhuvarloka is Bhuloka, where we are all residing is called Bhuloka. So we are in this Bhuloka planetary system. So now below this Bhuloka, there are below hellish planets, seven hellish planetary systems. And what are those? Below Earth is something called as Atala. 
అతల లోక విలో అతల లోక వెరి వితల లోక వితల బిలో వితల లోక ఇస్ కాల్డ్ సుతల లోక సుతల ఇస్ బలి మహారాజ్ వేర్ బలి మహారాజ్ ఇస్ రిసైడింగ్ ఈవెన్ నౌ ఇస్ కాల్డ్ సుతల లోక పాండవ to build the beautiful indraprastha the palace of uh, uh, the very mysterious uh, court room in indraprastha was built by mayadanava and he happens to come from this talatala and below talatala is mahatala where all the serpents reside like vasuki and all the great serpents they all reside in mahatala and below mahatala is called rasatala and rasatala below that is patala we have heard patala isn't it all of us have heard patala but above patala all the six different different planetary systems are there so patala is the bottom most planet planetary system in this whole universe so from satya loka to patala that is called trilokya and that is what arjuna is saying abhitrailokya rajasya what is the use of getting the trilokya even if i get the whole three lokas this 14 planetary system if i am unable to enjoy all this with my own relatives there is ka priti hi chak janardana he saying o janardana what is this if i get all the kingdom and i really don't uh, have all my relatives is it not so this is what is uh, very nicely explained here he is saying janardana arjana arjana means distress janardana means one who takes away the distress is called janardana so krishna arjuna is telling oh janardana please take away all this distress in my heart i am very distressed now please take away janardana all this distress that is there so such a interesting thing so beautifully arjuna is representing all of us we all also to some extent and different degrees are somewhat distressed today we are all distressed because of corona this corona is causing so much of disturbance in the whole society in the whole world everybody is distressed economic collapse is happening and so many unwanted things are happening all are distressed so here we need to take shelter of janardana that is exactly what arjuna is doing here but if you see what is happening with arjuna here is he is very self conscious now he is only talking about my relatives my enjoyment my depression my distress my everything is mine 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 so he is so absorbed in his own self enjoyment and his self material attachment he is forgetting his duty so when we also become so absorbed we forget our duty and that is what he is not able to understand what is dharma he is not understanding that my dharma is to fight like a kshatriya i have to establish dharma so he has uh, considering only his own happiness and distress but he is forgetting his dharma 
So, my dear listeners and devotees, this Bhagavad Gita knowledge, if you are thinking, by acquiring this knowledge, I will become a good person, no. You will definitely become a good person, you are already there. You are a good person, that's why you are listening to this Bhagavad Gita. And Arjuna is also a good person. But this knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita is not to make us good person. This knowledge will take us beyond good and bad. This duality of good and bad. That is why the knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita is paradigm shifting. It shifts our paradigm of good and bad. The current understanding that we have of good and bad will be completely changed, transformed after listening to this knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita. What we think as good and bad will be transformed when you look it from the perspective of Krishna, from the spiritual perspective. That is what is going to happen here. You see, Chanakya Pandit, before I end, I want to make this last point here. Chanakya Pandit has made a very beautiful statement. He says, in order to protect one family, one family member can be sacrificed. To protect one family, one family member can be sacrificed. In order to protect one village, one family can be can one family can be sacrificed. In order to protect one kingdom, one village can be sacrificed. In order to protect the whole earth, planet, one kingdom can be sacrificed. And in order to protect the soul, our own soul, everything that is material can be sacrificed. And that is what is Arjuna not doing here. He is not ready to sacrifice for the welfare of his own dharma, of the soul. He is not sacrificing all this material attachment. He is attached to this material attachment. That is exactly what is very beautifully said even in the Bible. Bible says, For what shall it profit a man for he gains the whole kingdom but loses his own soul. So what is the point? If we lose our own soul, but you get the whole kingdom. So we need to understand dharma from the perspective of what Krishna is going to share. Very, very interesting. So we have covered almost seven slokas today from 28 to 35 slokas. And we have discussed there are two reasons that Arjuna has already given now one is compassion and one is his own enjoyment why he should not suggest, why he should not fight and going forward he is going to give few more reasons three more reasons why he should not fight and all these are very very important this is building the context for krishna to speak this is all building very nice context now for krishna to speak so i am now open to questions uh, it is very nice if you can ask me some questions now. So uh, I will be glad to receive, take some questions from all of you because uh, that is how we can have a nice interaction and only when we discuss some questions, it gives us some clarity also and it will be very beneficial. So Devchandran is saying, okay, you have to leave, no problem. Okay, so Achyutanji is saying here, okay, before that, I have a question from Vinodji also. Is there a way to learn the signs? Yes. There is... Actually this whole Bhagavad Gita is a sign. Even Srimad Bhagavatam is a sign. 
and when we discuss this we are going to have a lot of uh, questions and we'll understand the science more deeper more and more and achutanji saying this world is about okay prabhu is there some reading material on trilokya yes shrimad bhagavatam explains the trilokya in the fifth canto i will try to share that link with you so shrimad bhagavatam fifth canto explains the whole universe structure how this whole universe is created and what are the different parts of this universe is very beautifully explained in the fifth canto of the shrimad bhagavatam and uh, lasya ji is saying when is the quiz you mentioned okay so you want a quiz that will be after the completion of each chapter so after completing the first chapter uh, we will have the quiz but meanwhile during this week and the next week you can listen to all the previous sessions so that you are aware what we have discussed and then we will have the quiz session that will be really interesting uh, before we go to the next chapter that will be really uh, refreshing also all that we have learned and uh, that will be very nice so vinod is asking many people associated with this god have surname as dasa could you please explain so dasa is uh, not a surname as such it is actually representing that we are the servants dasa means servant of the lord for example my name is rasagna dasa rasagna is the name of the lord rasagna rasagna means one who knows the different melodies and that is the lord so one of the name of the lord is called rasagna and i am the dasa i am the servant so similarly there are many other names like keshava dasa keshava is the name of the lord but dasa is i am servant of keshava madhusudana dasa madhusudana is the name of the lord i am the servant of the lord so dasa is actually it is to remind us that we are not the masters here in this world we are the servants of the lord our our mood has to be of that of a servant gopi bhartur padakamalyo das 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 anudasa we have to become the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant but here in the material world everybody is trying to become what master of the master of the master of the master everybody wants to become master but we should learn how to become the servant so that is what spiritual life teaches us how to become servant so by calling each other as dasa when you call me dasa it reminds me oh yes i am the servant of the lord i should not be master <laughs> so it's a reminder for us so that is why dasa is there and hina ji saying sir why is lord krishna called as supreme lord <laughs> he is called the supreme lord because he is the supreme and who is saying that supreme all the great authorities the scriptures say that krishna is the supreme brahma says he is the supreme shiva says that lord krishna is the supreme all these different things will discuss more in detail as we go further in our discussion in the bhagavad gita why krishna is the supreme very important that's why in the future in the next second chapter when krishna will speak he is called as bhagavan uvacha why is he called bhagwan why is he supreme we will understand that it's a very deep philosophy it's very very beautiful and important to understand achutanji saying this world 
is about attachment. How do we practice detachment? As you rightly said, it's very nice. This whole world is filled with attachments. We cannot do away with attachments. We definitely, as spirit souls, we need attachments. But what we need to do now is instead of getting attached to all the material things which are temporary in nature, all the attachments that we have is temporary. For example, if you are attached to this cloth, this cloth is going to become old and one day you will have to forcibly give up this cloth. Similarly, we are attached to our mobile phone, we are attached to our own family members, willingly, unwillingly, whether you like it or don't like, one or the other day, we have to give up our relationship forcibly. The time will take away our relatives also. So these attachments that we have towards these material things and people will be destroyed one day or the other. So instead of having attachments to these material things, we should shift our attachment to the Supreme Lord, which is permanent, where we actually belong. Our attachment tendency should be diverted to the Supreme Lord. That is most important. How do we do that? With knowledge. So knowledge, what does, what does knowledge do? Knowledge will break our material attachment and the same knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita will create an attachment with the Supreme Law, which is permanent. So we are all seeking permanent happiness and permanent happiness can come when we have permanent relationships. Like I earlier told, material things will not give you happiness. Happiness comes through relationships and that true happiness Eternal relationship is there with the Lord and when we establish that relationship, we derive that supreme eternal happiness which we are all seeking for. So that is how we need to divert our attachment from material to spiritual. And that happens through acquiring knowledge which you are already doing very intelligently. See, Achyutanji is there, Anilati is there, Vinoji is there, Parajasu is there, Lasyaji is there, all of you here on Open Talk also. You are listening to this. Why? Because you are gaining knowledge. And by this gaining knowledge, you will be detached. You will transcend what is good and bad. You will go beyond what is good and bad. Then you will see things as they are. You will start seeing things as they are. So that is very much important. So Hina ma'am is asking here. Actually, I have heard that Lord Krishna is called the complete God. That's what I meant. It's exactly he's called as the supreme and the complete Lord, Bhagavan. He's called Bhagavan it's because he's complete God. Why is he complete? Because there are so many opulences. We will understand this in more detail as we go enter the second chapter. The beginning of the second chapter, we will establish why Krishna is complete God. Why is he called the Supreme Lord? You will understand this in more detail. It's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. It is Chamsa Kalaha Pumsa Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam. It is said. All the great Acharyas have accepted that Supreme Lord Krishna is complete God. So we will understand that in detail. So good, very nice. So we have discussed so many different uh, aspects of uh, the Bhagavad Gita and I hope that you are all enjoying and uh, relishing this Bhagavad Gita. I don't know because I am completely uh, immersed when I am sharing this. Uh, I totally get involved and it is helping me as I am actually speaking. It is helping me to understand 
my own situation, my own spiritual standing. So, uh, in one way, I am also very selfish because uh, ultimately it is for my own benefit. I am also seeing that there is so much of transformation that is happening by sharing this knowledge with all of you. And I am hoping that this is also uh, transforming uh, your life also. And I am hoping there is some shift that is happening in your heart as well. And uh, that will be really uh, uh, a very win-win situation for both of us, the speaker as well as the listener. So that is my uh, uh, take here. And I want to tell all of you uh, here that is we are doing this Bhagavad Gita study. When I say study, it means we are diving deeper into each and every shloka and trying to understand more uh, nicely each shloka. I am not in a hurry uh, of completing Bhagavad Gita and some of you, if you are thinking that I am going to complete uh, very soon, in the next three months or six months, that may not really happen because uh, idea is to understand Bhagavad Gita is more important than completing Bhagavad Gita. So that is what I feel. So. Uh, if you are thinking that uh, we are going to complete in the next 6 months, no, it may not happen. It may be an ongoing thing and uh, whatever extent we understand, that is good for us. So, I am not in a hurry of completing Bhagavad Gita, so that is what I am sharing with all of you. Yes, please take care. Uh, we will see you again next week. Take care. Hare Krishna.